This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, thanks very much for hanging out with us. This is our latest podcast. We haven't had one in a bit, and I thought it was kind of appropriate that Dave and Andy and myself would have one because this would have been opening day. And I think, guys, we miss baseball as much as the fans, maybe even more so in some regards. So we thought it was kind of an appropriate time to kind of reminisce, get together, and talk about what opening day means to us and maybe what this opening day eventually will mean to us whenever it takes place this season. Well, I mean, we say this every year, but opening day is a national holiday. And it, uh, there's so much buildup to it. There's so much symbolism in opening day. You can look at it as uh, spring is here and uh, good things are to come. And it's the feeling of optimism. And even if you know your team isn't going to be great necessarily that year. Uh, your, your team gets to line up along the baselines. You know, you've got baseball with you as a daily companion uh, every single day, almost every single day until the fall. So it's, to me, it's almost like the, the reuniting of a great friend and they get to be with you all season long. And you know, Dave, the Rays have had some wonderful opening days over the year, even a couple before we got here. The, the, the first one ever, of course, in 98, uh, the the 0-3 when Crawford hit the three-run walk-off against, I think, Chad Fox and the Red Sox. And that was just before we got here. Yeah, you know, and then we got here in 05, and, uh, well, we kind of uh, muddied through a few things there for a few years. But <laughs> then things started to kind of turn around, and obviously uh, you start to think back to some of the memorable ones since then. Uh, you know, you lead into 08 after a very, very good spring, and you're thinking, all right, this team might have a chance to be halfway decent. I don't think anybody thought, going into 2008, that this was going to be a World Series playoff team. But I think a lot of us were anticipating a much improved team and a team that might be able to get into the mid to upper 80s and wins. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of anticipation for that particular season. And then as I think back, I mean, 2009, uh, the banner raising, uh, uh, it wasn't opening day per se. It was the home opener. But to have the energy in the ballpark, to play the Yankees, to raise the banners, to do what we did, and then to just absolutely blow them out of the water on that particular day, uh, was absolutely amazing. It's one of the uh, highlights of, of opening home openers, obviously, in Rays history. And then you kind of uh, start to drift and you think back to some of the other ones, too. The uh, 2012 Carlos Pena return after being gone for uh, a little while and coming back and setting the tone early on in the ball game and then walking it off later. Uh, you know, you've got a few other ones, too, as I think back to uh, 2018, uh, the, the incredible uh, late-inning heroics by Denard Spann and company. Uh, to be able to come back and beat the Red Sox. And, and you know, I think sometimes, though, as fans and even as broadcasters, we, we maybe put a little bit too much in opening day because if you think back to the last couple of years, 2018, we won the opener against the Red Sox and then, what, lost the next three and lost the next bunch. And uh, it took us a little while to get our sea legs and uh, went on to win 90 games. And then you go back to last year, we lost the first one and then took the next three against uh, the Houston Astros and, and got us off to a really, really good start. So, you know, I think, like you said, you go back and 
you, you show up to the ballpark, there's a buzz in the ballpark. Uh, it's nice to be playing for realsies again. Uh, you start to see some people that you haven't seen in a long, long time. I think about walking in and you see Vinny when I parked the car, Bertie when you walk by the clubhouse. I was even thinking during this uh, particular time as we hear, uh, uh, Charlie's having a little fun in the background. But, you know, hey, as we, as we sit there, and, you know, I was even thinking today as we're not able to get outside of some of the people that you want to embrace and hug when you see them for the first time, like Lori, our uh, dining room attendant in the, the media dining. So, you know, it's one of those things where uh, it's really uh, – you get a little melancholy right now when you're, you're, you're kind of sitting around when we should be heading out to Tropicana Field uh, to do a ball game today. And uh, I think back to last year, Neil, when I walked into the ballpark and, uh, you know, we, we, we really hadn't really gotten to know Tommy Pham all that well yet. And one of the first things I, I, I see is Tommy walking from the clubhouse to the tunnel to go start taking some early BP. And I look at him and I'm just, you know, kind of nodding my head. I go, hello, Tommy. And he looked at me and goes, happy opening day with a big smile on his face. And uh, right then and there, I kind of thought, this could be a fun year. And it turned out to be just that. It was. It was. And I think you touched on it, Dave. And before we get into kind of favorite opening days, I thought maybe it'd be important to touch on the fact that, you know, this is a little different for us. This is hard. I mean, we're, we're people just like everybody else. But I think we all understand that there's a bigger picture in terms of what's going on in a global sense. And we're all just trying to follow suit and kind of playing that whole waiting game right now. Well, I mean, I'm not a doctor and I don't even play one on the radio, but uh, I think it's a case where, again, you follow the CDC recommendations, which we've been kind of talking about uh, during some of our rebroadcasts on uh, our flagship station, WDAE 95.3 FM and 620 AM. And, uh, you know, just continue to follow those guidelines. And then hopefully uh, they start to flatten this curve out. Hopefully, we're back uh, talking about baseball sooner rather than later. Nobody knows what the future holds right now as far as baseball. Will it be back in uh, two or three weeks? Will it be back in a month? Uh, you know, again, it's, uh, it's one of those things where we don't uh, really know what to expect here. So stay in, wash your hands, take care of yourself. If you don't feel well, stay home. And we'll try and keep, uh, you, know, you know, your good company while we're, we're all dealing with this together. And uh, I, I think what, what hurts me uh, about staying inside is that, Andy, I've always looked at baseball uh, as, as kind of part of a healing process. And, uh, you know, I, I think back to, you know, the regular seasons of, of 08 and 09 and into 10 when the nation at that particular time was going through whatever you want to call it, a recession, uh, a mini depression, whatever the case may be. But in our neighborhoods, we had friends and family who were losing jobs, losing houses, losing all kinds of things and, uh, and, and having a tough time. And for three or four hours each night, we were the island. We were their island of respite to be able to go and maybe get away from everyday life. I, I know you love my Jack Brickhouse story when uh, Jack Brickhouse told me many, many moons ago that uh, the Hall of Fame broadcaster for the Cubs, he said, you know, you might have a tough day. You might uh, have had a flat tire or you might have a refrigerator that's leaking on your beautiful floor in the kitchen, whatever the case may be. But nobody wants to hear about that because they've got their own problems and they're tuning into you to get away from their problems. And I just feel like uh, uh, helpless that I can't be on the radio. We can't be on the radio mm -hmm. uh, helping people out through these tough times. I don't think it's a stretch either to, to relate it to uh, September 11th of 01. Uh, obviously, it's not quite as uh, dramatic in terms of what we all went through uh, within just a couple of hours there. This is much more spread out, but it's, uh, it's just as serious. And, I, and you know, it's, in a way, it, it is kind of a galvanizing thing for everybody. You know, I was just out shopping not long ago, and everybody in, in Publix is talking to each other. And How are you well, doing? Shopping, are you... It's where shopping is a pleasure. 
most of the time it really is. And, and the, uh, to hear people just kind of conversing to each other and while staying, you know, a little bit away from each other, but we're all kind of going through it together. I know how good baseball felt when we got back after 2001. I know how good it felt after even just baseball, you know, self-inflicted wounds like strikes. And when you miss it, when you're supposed to have it, you know, we rely on this every day to um, uh, at least form the, the foundation of our lives during, during the uh, springtime. So uh, imagine how good it's going to feel when we do finally come back. Uh, it's going to be there for the nation like it always has, and we're going to be there to provide the rest of as Dave says. And I think of some of those special opening days too. You know, the, the year before we got here in 05, the Rays were in Japan. And uh, we weren't there, but I always hear the story. You know, Mark Topkin, our buddy from the Tampa Bay Times, was there and said that while it was the Devil Rays and the Yankees, it really was all about the Yankees are in, in Tokyo. Uh, and then the little Devil Rays went out and beat them 8-3 to three on opening day uh, in uh, the Tokyo Dome, which is kind of interesting. And you know, another opening day, Neil, I know this one's just before you, uh, in 2010, uh, but it – uh, the, the 2010 opening day was really incredible. I was just looking at it recently with opening day on my mind. And it, it was a year where the Rays were expected to be good. They ended up winning the American League East, but they were down to an Oriole team that had been bad for over a decade. And then they come up with this huge rally in the, in the bottom of the ninth and Carl Crawford with a walk-off two-run double uh, to win opening day. And I know it's not a playoff game, but like Dave was saying, there's a buzz in the air and there's something about winning opening day that does put a bounce in your step, but I know there's there's other opening days that are exciting and that are fun. But that 2010 one should be remembered more. That one was that one was a good one. And I want to get to your favorites in a second. But the other thing about this opening day, whenever it occurs for the Rays, is it's going to be the raising of a banner and the anticipation of this season. I think based on what happened last year and how many players are coming back, the core coming back from that group. There really is, whenever it starts, there's going to be a lot of excitement for this year. Dave mentioned that one in 09, and that, that one's a particularly good one, too. And, and uh, if you look through your Rays history, it is because the Rays, remember that they had, of course, won the pennant in 08. They opened the season at Fenway Park. James Shields gave up a home run to Pedroia early in the game, and they lost. But the Rays came back and had a good rest of the road trip. And the anticipation, I think, I think Joe Madden ended up calling it Dig Me Week because it was a lot of stuff on that entire first homestand that was a celebration of 08. The raising of the banner was special, and then just destroying the Yankees in that, that sold-out crowd, 15-5. to 5. I was just looking that one up, was that opening day. That's a special one. And I'll tell you another one that's unsung, uh, because it ended up being a good season, but 2014 was a really good opening day, because <laughs> the race had come off the, the postseason run, uh, good things were expected, and they blew out the Blue Jays right away at, in the first inning. Had a big rally, and, and things kind of went south from there. But uh, sometimes, even when you don't have a great season, sometimes opening day is one of your best highlights. I, you know, I, I agree with you. And you know, you you think back to you, you try to remember the good ones. You try to forget the bad ones. And um, <laughs> I, I still I look back to '09, and that's why I was so excited about uh, the 2020 opener because you know I, there there was uh, an energy that, that that's going to be in that ballpark. I was hoping to maybe see if it was going to be anywhere near what it was, uh, say, for games three and four. Uh, we didn't know, uh, you know, if we were going to open up the upper deck for the opening day or not uh, this year. Uh, there was some talk about possibly doing it, maybe not doing it, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I was just I'm, – I'm looking to see if there's going to be any kind of a carryover from what we did in games three and four at Tropicana Field in the 2019 postseason to what could happen at Tropicana Field now uh, here in 2020. And uh, my hope is that there will be. And I think as you touched on it, Neil – 
the fact that there is a good core group back from the previous year's team, uh, unlike, you know, in some previous years where we, you know, we, we do a pretty decent job of dismantling the group that a lot of those guys aren't back. But when you think about a lot of the energy guys like Willie Adamas and Jimon Choi are going to be back. And I think back to that uh, organic moment in uh, game three where the fans started chanting, G-Man Choi, G-Man Choi, without the, the, you know, the, the scoreboard telling him to do so. So I was really, really looking forward to this year's uh, home opener, and I still will be uh, when it does get here. But uh, there will be a lot of energy in the ballpark, and, and uh, I'm anticipating that uh, it's going to be maybe pretty darn close to what we saw in games three and four of the ALDS a year ago. Great. Uh, I think great perspective there. So, so for each of you, and let's start with you, Andy, what's your favorite opening day with the Rays and why? Gosh, there's, oh, 18 was great because of the, the late comeback, but I got to go back to 2012 uh, because of the Pena Grand Slam in the first. Uh, and, and because it led up to, a, uh, it was like three opening days in one. The Rays swept the Yankees. Remember, they had swept them to end the 11th season, to go to postseason. The Yankees returned, and the race swept them again to begin 2012. Pena gets the big hit, uh, two big hits, the walk-off against Rivera. But all weekend long, it was like the Rays were dominating the Yankees. It was when they really started shifting in earnest. And I remember every single ground ball that the Yankees hit that weekend seemed like it went directly to a Rays player. And the base hit up the middle was eliminated. The Rays had somebody behind second base the whole weekend, and every hard-hit ball went right to, the Ray, Ray, right to where the Rays defenders were. The Yankees were incredibly frustrated. I remember Kevin Long, the hitting coach at the time for the Yankees, uh, said that uh, he, he poo-pooed the whole thing and said that the Rays got lucky. And lo and behold, it ended up being a trend-setting thing that everybody shifts now, especially the Yankees. So that, I, I don't know, Dave. That, that one just stands out because it was like one opening day turned into three. Yeah, you know, I, it, it was a good one, no doubt about it. And uh, I, I still kind of go back to – 2009, though, to be able to, you know, again, raise the, the, you know, all the banners that we had there in that particular year, uh, winning the American League East, winning the American League. Uh, they were the first banners we've ever raised inside Tropicana Field. So that was a special moment as well. It's always hard to beat your first. That's what they always say. And, uh, you know, I, I think back to the fact that we, you know, the energy in the ballpark, the fact that I know, as Andy said, Joe called it kind of dig me week, but uh, there was a lot to be uh, digging oneself about in that particular week because we had never done any of that before. And, you know, there's that old saying, act like you have done it before. Well, we had never done it before, so we didn't know how to act. And so we were, uh, you know, again, having a lot of fun on that particular day. We brought some guys back. We added Pat Burrell. We thought that top Pat uh, didn't necessarily work out as well as we had anticipated. But, you know, you can, it, it was just a new energy and a new feeling around Tropicana Field. And as I told Andy on that particular uh, postseason run of 08, uh, once you get to the postseason and then you don't go again, it's never going to feel the same. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't go in 09, but we did come back and, and get it done back in 2010 and, and uh, a couple of years after that. So uh, when, when there's moments on opening day that, that even, you know, before the game, raising the banners, doing some of the awards, handing out uh, last year's Cy Young, whatever. Uh, all that stuff is a, a big part of the pop and circumstance of opening day. And I think back to me, again, uh, knowing what 09 was going to be, uh, especially that first weekend and opening day, the recognition of what happened in 2008, uh, that, that has left a, an indelible mark in my uh, memory of opening days, that's for sure. Really good, uh, I think, perspective on each of those days. Since Andy brought up 2012, we actually have – a couple of highlights from that 2012 season. Carlos Pena had not one, but two moments. That was one I remember because that was my first uh, opening day with you guys. And 
it was his game back after he had signed the contract with the Rays, and it really started with the, the Grand Slam. Yeah, and you remember uh, the property damage you caused after uh, he hit that, uh, that Grand Slam? I think there's still uh, property damage in our booth from Neil Solon's pumping his fist up into the ceiling and breaking one of the ceiling panels. So uh, I, I hope your hand is recovered from that particular uh, incident, Neil, since then, and we still have not had that fixed. Well, uh, somebody mark that down. Make sure we have that taken care of this year now. I don't right, want to get that, that fixed. We don't need to get that fixed. I like that memory. <laughs> Let's hear the Grand Slam as called by you guys, and then we'll hear his walk-off that finished off the Rays' first win on opening day of 2012. Runners will be going on this pitch. There they go. Here's the pitch. Swing and a drive. Deep right field. Welcome back. Carlos Pena with a slam. Carlos Pena turns around a 3-2 pitch from CC Sabathia. And in his first at bat, back with a raise, gives him a 4-0 lead here on the first. One and two the count with the bases loaded. The pitch. Swing and he popped it up. Left field and this is going to be deep enough. Gardner out to go run it down. It's off the wall. Coming in and scoring is Zobris. Rays win. Rays win. Rays win. Carlos Pena in his homecoming comes through again. And the Rays beat the Yankees 7-6. to six. That's almost are you kidding me type right there. So the Rays down a run in the ninth against the great one. Get two at Carlos Pena in his first game back with the Rays. It's a slam in the first. It's a what could have been maybe a bases-clearing double here in the ninth, but it's going to go down as a long RBI single. And the Rays, in dramatic fashion, beat the New York Yankees 7-6. to six. I love hearing both those calls on Carlos Pena. Let's fast forward a bit. 18, 2018. Andy, you mentioned it. You know, coming back against, well, either New York or Boston is pretty big. Obviously, this one was Boston. What do you remember about that? We're going to play back some of the, the highlights and moments and some post-game interviews from that, but what stood out to you? Well, with perspective, it's kind of interesting because we know the kind of year that the Red Sox ended up having uh, that year. And because of that opening day, they did not go wire to wire. Uh, the, the Rays were the only team that kept them out of first place that year, uh, if be it for just a day or two. But it was a total bummer of an opening day uh, until that eighth inning. I remember Eduardo Nunez had an inside-the-park home run early on when Kiermaier dove for a ball and couldn't come up with it. Uh, you know, it was just kind of a, you know, blah opening day. There was nothing much to it after the introductions. And then to come roaring back after the race couldn't do anything against Chris Sale. We remember that Denard Span uh, hit into the corner, which was the capper. Uh, but there were lots of things that happened leading up. And part of it was being patient at the plate, accepting some walks from the Red Sox bullpen, which just completely melted down that day. Uh, and then Span came up and, and got the big hit. But the ninth inning, I remember, was big, too, because the Red Sox kept coming back. Uh, the Rays jumped out uh, the, the six-run inning, and they led, I think, six to four. And then Boston kept coming back, and Alex Colomay was the closer at the time, and he got the last couple of outs. And uh, Dave, I'm sure you remember, too. That was just one of, those, one of those days where you walked out of the ballpark going, Wow. I remember walking down the hallway with you after the game going, I don't think we've ever had a better opening game than that. No, that was pretty darn good. And, again, it was good to have uh, the local kid, Denard Span, a Tampa kid, to be able to come up and get the big hit like he did. And, uh, you know, again, just the, the, the way that the fans reacted, uh, seeing all those runs being put on the board late. As you said, after we kind of just slept, walked through, 
most of the ball game. It was kind of a atypical Chris Archer start, six innings, uh, six hits, four runs. I mean, uh, you know, nothing to, you know, get too excited about. He had a bunch of strikeouts, I think, but uh, he did give up a home run. And, and as you said, Chris Sale was uh, absolutely dominating. We were just sitting back and watching him dominate that particular game. Six innings, only one hit, nine strikeouts. But uh, we were, you know, after Matt Barnes put some uh, quiet things down, we did come up with that big inning. And, uh, you know, I, I look back and I remember when the Red Sox ended up winning the World Series, I said, well, they were the best team from game two all the way until the end of the World Series. But game one, the Rays were able to get them. And just the, the, the energy, the way you came back. And it, I think, again, uh, there was a lot of question marks about that particular team going into the season because uh, we had moved on from a number of players. And I remember uh, trying to explain to people, don't get fooled by mediocrity. Uh, you know, again, this is a team that had taken a bit of a step back and then had come back to, what, 80 wins the year before. And, and uh, I said, don't be fooled by mediocrity. And we didn't exactly trade away the 27 Yankees. I mean, we moved, you know, Corey Dickerson, Steven Souza Jr., a couple of guys, just the name of the handful that moved along that particular year. And then later on in the season, you mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, Colomay got the save and Darnett's fan got the big hit. They were traded within, uh, what, three months of the regular season on that particular year. So uh, a lot of excitement on that particular day. A big, big inning was a fun uh, to watch. And uh, it, it's always good, uh, you know, we, we love all our broadcaster brethren. There's no doubt about it. But there are certain guys that we love to see saunter out of the ballpark after a tough, tough loss. And, uh, and that was one of those days. No question. Let's hear some of the highlights from Dave and Andy from that game. And then we got a couple of interviews we're going to play. First, Kevin Kiermeyer, and then Kevin Cash. Robertson again, not a big lead. 2-2 two, two pitchers. A swing and a drive to the gap in right center. Betts giving chase. He's not going to get it. It's going to go to the wall. Robertson with a great read off the bag at second. He's to third. He's going to be waved home, and he will score on the RBI double by Matt Duffy, and it's 4-1. Smith gets the sign from Vasquez, the 3-1 pitch. Outside, ball four. The base is loaded. Walk to Brad Miller, scores Matt Duffy, and it's now 4-2. And the tying run moves into scoring position. Smith comes ready. Comes home. Runners go the pitch. Swing and a fly ball down the right field line. Toward the corner, it's going to get down for a hit, and it's going to clear the bases. Kiermaier scores, Gomez scores, Miller scores. Span the third with a bases-clearing triple. The throw gets away. He gets up, starts to come home. Now goes back to third, and the backup infielder falls down, but it's a bases-clearing triple for Denard Span, and the Rays lead 5-4. to 2-0, swing and a chopper over the mound. Tough play for the shortstop, Bogart. He can't handle it. Safe at first is Adani. Scoring on the play is Span. It's six to four Rays. Two and two. Nunez leads the pitch. Swinging a ground ball towards second to his left. Wendell's got it. He throws to first. The Rays have completed a spectacular opening day comeback win against the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I just said that is the, that is the most me moment you can. Uh, you, you can't make that up. I mean, me crashing into a wall. And, you know, scraping my forearm on a zip tie, bleeding and hitting my elbow on who knows what out there and have my left elbow swell up. That, that's probably the most Kevin Kiermaier thing. I mean, first pitch of the season, it's, it's, it's unreal. I'm not complimenting myself. It's one of those things. It's just, uh, you know, me hitting, crashing into a wall, first pitch. Like, it, you can't script it any better. And, you know, that's a position I want to myself and I want to try to make those plays as much as I can so it was great to start the season off 
like that, a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely might be a little sore tomorrow, but I'm sure you guys have heard me say that a few times in my career. Cash said it looked like they he kind of just found a seam on that uh, home run, the, the inside the park. Yeah, you know what? I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to say this right now. If, if you are, uh, you know, you're a fan of baseball, if you go rewatch the play and you act like you know what you're talking about, it's one of those things where that ball was hit absolutely perfectly. I wouldn't change anything. I would have done. I don't think Denard would have either. It was hit in the absolute perfect spot, <clears throat> perfect trajectory, and we were both able. I, I, we both would have been able to catch the ball. I, I watched the replay already once, uh, and even right after it happened, I went up to the video room and watched it. And it's one of those things. It was. It was literally hit in a perfect place, and. I was trying to get myself in position to maybe have a try where I, you know, make a backhand catch and have a chance to throw out J.D. Martinez, whoever was at third base, I, I forget. But, um, and Denard could have made the catch as well. It was just one of those things that was in a perfect spot. And then we kind of looked at each other and we knew that we were probably going to collide and Denard uh, did, did the right thing, sliding feet first. And I just tried jumping over him, avoiding collision. It's unfortunate it happened, but like I said, baseball is a, is a funky game sometimes, and uh, like I said, that's not how you draw it up by any means, but um, it, it was, I can't say anything other than it was hit in a literally perfect spot for something like that to happen. How do you Kevin, describe that eighth inning where there's a lot of patience that bats there, the three wow. straight walks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, uh, very patient up there and, you know, trying to look for our pitch, and um, I mean, what a first game of the season and already you know for um, you know teams to be down those those teams who can come back and rally late those are championship caliber type teams and for us to show that first and first game of the season uh, awesome against a, a really quality Red Sox team and um, you know they're they're kind of like uh, the Yankees in a sense when you get to your bullpen their bullpen it's going to be tough to score and um, you know we showed a lot of um, competitive nature day. We didn't quit, and uh, I mean, you, this is the most memorable opening day of of my career. And I had so much fun out there uh, taking the field with these guys, and you just you just couldn't write that up any better. I thought Archer was really good. I really did. Really unfortunate that one play. I mean, you go back and look at it. It split KK and Denard right down the middle. Fluke play gets by both of them. Uh, when KK goes after a play, we're going to bet on him more than more than. We're not, and uh, that one just didn't go in our favor. But I was impressed that Archer kept his composure. He provided us with plenty of length, uh, and he got in a good rhythm there. So really pleased from for his outing. We wanted to, to get him built up as much as possible, given the way he came out his last start in spring training a little early. So now he should be good with his 85 pitchers or whatever he threw. He should be good to go on your normal you know, 100, 110 pitch count. Kev, just uh, how much more perfect can I get than uh Tampa's Denard span with that triple. That's pretty exciting. I, I imagine he's got a lot of people here. Uh, I know my, my wife met his family and uh, throughout spring training. Great people. Uh, really excited for Denard. Kind of the right guy at the right spot right there. We looked at where they were positioned and seeing Denard this spring, you know, we, we saw him pull, pull some balls down the line and uh, fortunately for us he did. Kevin, obviously things weren't going well with, with Sale in there, but once he left the game, did you get a feeling that, that things could change quickly for this team? Not really. I mean, look, Things aren't going to go well for many offenses when Chris Hale's on the mound. I mean, he's just that good. Um, I don't think, you know, I, I, 
what I talked about earlier is that the guys didn't get frustrated, get di- disappointed. We're going to have to find a way to beat them and have some some quality at bats against them because we're going to face them a lot. But saying that, uh, opening day, you know, it's very easily it's easy to get discouraged for nothing, and, and Chris Sale just kind of carved us up there for a couple innings, and uh, the guys did not. They, they put pressure on their defense, put pressure on their pitchers, got in some good counts to hit, and then the big hit from Denard. Opening day, guys are anxious to swing the bat. You guys waited out Sale, and then later on in the game also worked a lot of walks. How impressive was it that you guys were patient at the dish? It was good. I mean, you, obviously, you got to assume there's a lot of anxiety that first opening day uh, and, you know, a couple – first timers for us with the Rays so uh, I didn't see anybody putting added pressure on themselves we really didn't swing at too many balls out of the zone uh, he just had really good stuff early on a lot of guys flashing some leather out there today D-Rob, KK, Gomez everybody. that's the thought I mean that, that's that's what's going to make us win ball games keep us in ball games and, and help us help us win we know that we're going to rely heavily on our defense we've talked about it from day one of spring training and uh, it's nice when it kind of comes together for that, that first day first win was there just a miscommunication early in the game uh, with with Denard and, and Kevin when that ball dropped through? No, I don't think so. I, I think the ball was just perfectly placed. Uh, two two veteran outfielders going after the ball, and it landed right in between. We, we were actually really lucky nobody got hurt. I think Denard went down. KK went over him. Um, we've seen that too many times with KK. I, I was just holding my breath that both guys got up and kind of walked off, walked it off. Duffy, Duffy getting things going in the eighth inning. Talk about Matt's yeah. contribution. We probably didn't talk about that enough before the game, but what he's been through uh, since we acquired him, it was awesome to see him uh, get it going with a double just to be out there and be active, made some nice plays defensively, and got it all started that inning. And then Duff, I mean, uh, Pruitt responded. He goes down, comes up, and comes in. And really, yeah. that turned out to be a big point of the game. It was. Uh, you know, we needed somebody in there to, to, to keep it right there. I mean, the way our bullpen is lined up right now, um, you know, we, we don't have a last guy in the bullpen. We got to get guys to get outs and and keep us in games, or you know, keep us having leads. And uh, four nothing up or four nothing down, uh, all those guys are valued very similarly, and they're going to play big roles for us. Kevin, how much of this was not in the comeback, but how much of the game was close to the formula you guys have to play? Your bullpen was good. Your defense was good. Pretty close. I mean, that that, that hasn't really changed. For the three or four years now that I've been here, that's that's kind of our recipe for, for finding ways to win games. We're going to be in a lot of ball games. Uh, we've just talked about over the last couple of years we need to do a better job of winning close ones, and we did tonight. What, what did that show you that you guys were down 4 nothing and you did have some really patient veteran at-bats there in the eighth inning? And that had to give you a pretty good feeling. About yeah, quite a bit. I mean, between uh, you know Miller, uh, Carlos Gomez, and then right. Denard also. I mean, when Denard laid off that slider below, uh, and then he fouled the fastball back. I mean, he, he just had a feeling, a sense that he was seeing the ball pretty well. If he got a pitch he could handle, he was going to handle it. But um, the overall feeling was was pretty exciting when it left the bat. I mean, we've got all the travails you guys have gone through this spring, the moves and all that. And you know, you kept saying, "Wait till you get to the season." It, it seemed like there was a kind of a. It's all forgotten now, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, Denard, you got Denard for Longo, right? That's right. <laughs> Well, some great stuff from the calls to the emotion after a game like that. And hopefully it's not long, guys, before we actually are talking about opening day 2020. We so much appreciate you hanging out with us, and hopefully our fans have enjoyed this too. We will have plenty of contact with you and plenty of content as well during the courses we wait for 2020 opening day. Thanks to Dave and Andy. I'm Neil. We will see you soon. Thanks for hanging out with us on this, what would have been, Opening day 2020. 
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.